Welcome back to the Shadow Sworn Radio Hour. I'm your host, Adam Sink. With me, as always, is my co-host, Brendan Carrion. And we are here with a special All Forever Night Review episode of the Shadow Sworn Radio Hour. It's... The episode no one demanded. Well, we actually got some pretty good. When we uh, said we? we were doing this, we actually uh, got some people who were like, "Where's right the, on. Right, where's yeah, which, the Forever Night?" Which just surprised me. You're right because we didn't get a couple. Where was the Forever Night review on the last one? Yeah. So, so okay, so some people demanded. People like this. All right. Apparently, well, then you're gonna get a lot of it today. Yeah, oh so I hope you're God, ready for so it. much. And so, I, this is like a suffering for your art thing because we both watched three episodes of we did Forever last night. night. We just oh, we marathon three episodes. Dude. They're not short episodes. They're about now hour each so yeah i mean this is and, and this, this is, is on a that, work night too so we're before like job and, before tv got written in this super snappy way that it is right now so there's like some of these episodes like felt interminable yeah there I mean, are there just, are definite oh long drags where nothing is happening nothing right? <laughs> there was right. just one part where you were watching a guy have a cell phone conversation you oh, didn't get to hear the other side yeah you just see his face you just see him his face it's a close shot of his face <laughs> yeah. and him having a one-sided cell phone yeah. conversation and just him going uh-huh Okay, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I, uh-huh, and you're just going, and I have these, no context for what's happening There's here. these pauses, these really long pauses, and you're right. like, wow, this just doesn't even feel like any kind of self conversation that's ever actually happened. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty great. So what have uh, you been up to with gaming? Uh, well, you know what, man? Not a lot. Um, I think the last time you and I met, it, we, it was like on the eve of my uh, Giovanni Chronicles game, and I was really looking forward to it, and then... A bunch of people called out on my Giovanni Chronicles game. As so, happens. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure does. It's been happening a lot lately, and I gotta say, uh, the the wrath of Brendan is like about to come down. Like I'm fucking sick of not playing Giovanni Chronicles. I'm sick of like call outs. And I have no shit. wrath that I can deliver for Gamma World because that is mostly my own doing. So. Well, you know, look, I've called out a couple times on the game. It happens. Life happens. We understand, but it's like sometimes. Sometimes there's particular characters who are always they're habitual MIA. line steppers. It's yeah. habitual. There's the okay. So 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 because we were gonna have a short, we were gonna be short a bunch of people. Chris Chris Zacker, who who is who is in the game, uh, and he he's a listener, and he does this, he does his own YouTube channel. That's a really really great YouTube channel. He's got a Facebook page, kind of an aggregator of of um of uh. World of Darkness content on Facebook, and he's got a lot of followers, a lot of likes for it. He, I, I dare say, at this point, we are in his shadow. I think, I think, in terms of the pop culture shadow that he is extending, uh, is much is much longer than Full Metal RPG or the Shadows One Radio Hour. Anyway, he offered because we we're going to be short personnel to run a game. And uh, I was like, well, shit, yeah, I'll play because I haven't gotten to play fucking Vampire since. I mean, I literally was thinking about it and I was like trying to remember the last time I played and I just couldn't. I was like, I just really couldn't. I think it had been, it could have been 10 years or yeah, more. Since it's, I, I'm, I'm thinking I'm, I'm coming up, I'm over a decade. The last time that I played it, I ran it and that was, right. that was a long time ago. I want to say that was, that was like six or seven years ago. So it's, that's and I I can't recall the last time I played. Yeah, since you go, since you got a character sheet, you sat down, yeah, you made and, characters. Right. Anyway, so um, so you know Ben and and I were supposed to play in Chris's game, and then Ben motherfucking Bailey, me fucking called out. Oh. He called out. He the guy was supposed to be at my house at five fifteen, and at five forty five the game was supposed to start at six. 
he writes me, he goes, I'm not making it. He goes, I got to do my taxes tonight. And I was like, man, do your taxes on Tuesday night like everybody else. That's right. Okay. You wait till the last minute. Yeah, you file. You, you don't take any of your deductions because you can't find any of the paperwork. Dude, dude, I, I know you're a real a real adult and have like deductions <laughs> and shit, but like I'm still I still live like I'm in college yeah. and it's once just you're like, paying a mortgage you kinda have to. Oh, that's, yeah. You don't have a choice at that point. Yeah, it's that's like, well, a real thing. I'm not gonna leave that money on the table. So. That's a real thing. Yeah. Anyways, so um Chris ran for us. Uh he did a uh one of the sessions of his Twin Cities game that he's running for a different group. And I found it to be very enjoyable. Oh, cool. uh, Chris is a very talented storyteller, and uh, he really nailed the environment that we were in. It so really I'm ignorant. Did. What are the Twin Cities? Is it St. Louis, or is it... Why, why you have to... Dude, I was I, trying I to gloss know. over that by saying oh, just right. the Twin Cities. Okay, I don't know what the Twin Cities are I don't know what the Twin, Cities are, the Twin Cities are. It's somewhere in the fucking Midwest. Midwest, right. I don't know. I, <laughs> it's, they're Minneapolis? St. Paul? I thought I don't know. I thought Some, it was the St. Louis, the East St. Louis, West St. Louis, and it borders. I don't know. I don't hey, know what the Twin hey, Cities are. Anyhow, anyway, it doesn't matter. It was a good game. We are ignorant of yeah. our own of our own country. Yeah, it's well, fine. no I mean, one cares. Tell me what, dude, exactly. It's for, it's the flyover not, areas, not, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 dog. I mean, tell me the last important thing that happened there, and um, then maybe I'll start giving a shit. No, that was like the most ignoroid thing. That I've really ever was, said. man. Those, those was are really the, that kind of stuff is why. All those people voted for Trump because they said, "Hey, we're tired of being ignored by you elitists, and we're not even coastal elitists. We're just we're just like regular elitists." I know, dude. Whenever you see like uh, Phoenix represented in pop culture, it's always because of the intellectual weakness of our school yeah, system. SB ten seventy so, or something else, or the fact that we're like 49th in education and it, rapidly catching up to Mississippi. ASU jokes, Scottsdale yep. jokes. It's rough, man. Anyway, yeah. so you know, I don't know where the fucking Twin Cities are, but he did a really great job in making me feel like it was a place that I had been before. That's kind cool. of kind of like a rust belt, sort of right. decaying kind of like Middle American thing. It was it was it was good. It was cool. good. He did a good job with it. Um, you know, since it was just me and uh, the mysterious Jeff, right? Um, and that, and that was and that was it. You know, it was um, boy, it was it, it was a bummer that uh. We had so, so few personnel. So, I mean, I told motherfuckers this week for, for, for Giovanni Chronicles, I was like, show up or your character gets killed. That's right. That's what I'm doing. We're going to start dropping yeah. heads. We're going to, I'm going to, I am not, I'm not playing right now. I am, I am. You're not you, even going to so, die in a dignified way either. It's going to be really, really embarrassing. Sometimes you got to get angry about your game in order to breathe some more life into it. And right now, right now I feel like Giovanni is kind of in torpor and so it needs to we need to bring it back out. There you go. So that's what I'm to, man. You know, dude. Cool. Uh so I haven't really been running anything. Uh I picked up Toma Secrets for Dark Ages. Uh can't really recommend that one. Wasn't too cracked up about it. Uh, it feels Why? Kinda, it just feels unnecessary. It's a lot of the blood sorcery, blood magic stuff, and I've already got three books on that. Um, and then uh, Rites of the Blood and the 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 other ones, the two other ones from Revised. And so, but, so I, it, say you don't have any revised shit. If you don't have not, any revised and, stuff, and say you're not collecting V twenty. You could pick it up Dark if you're Ages really, 20. really into thaumaturgy, I guess, and abyss mysticism and that kind of stuff. Doesn't but they covered all that stuff. Explain what abyss in... mysticism is. There's like, there's like seriously like two paragraphs on abyss mysticism in the there core is book, a, and it does There is more on abyss mysticism in Tome of Secrets. 
do I really feel like abyss mysticism adds anything to the Sombra that I want added to them? No, I do not. I don't, don't really care, care about mysticism. abyss mysticism. It doesn't, it's meaningless to me. It was one of those things I think they tacked onto the La Sombra because they felt they were too like the Ventru. And they were like, oh, well, we'll give them this weird thing that they do. And uh, and they'll have that. And oh, and we'll also have the Angelus Otter. And oh, we'll also have, and it's just kind of well, like, the, you know, the, uh, the, the Angelus Otter go but way back. Yeah, they do. Back but, to one of, but it's just, it just feels like they're, they were overreaching, like they're I, overthinking. I, I, it. I agree. They they there became this kind of like exoticism thing that they started doing at the end of the revised era, where like everybody had to have their own right. like necromancy sixteen paths. And that weird was that was why I got frustrated shit. with the Asimites, and that's why they and the Ravenos and a bunch of stuff because they came in and they were like, oh, we need to round these guys out. So we're going to go back in and retcon all this stuff and yeah. then make them into a full thing. And it's like, all right, well that's cool, um, but. I don't really feel like you need it. You diluted the core concept. Yeah, agreed. Uh, I still think that um, the first Lasombra clan book is the high watermark. Yeah, for, it's the best one for for the concept of what a Lasombra is. Right. I mean, if you re- if you read it, I think that there's a lot in there to do. And if I think you have to be kind of a two dimensional role player. And if this is you, then sorry. Hashtag not sorry. But if you if you really read the first edition Lysandra clan book and you're like this is exactly the same as the venture, then you're mm-hmm. missing the fucking point. Right. And so there was that that one. I got Secrets of the Covenant. Haven't gotten into that. And then I got the. I was really interested in that one. I'm like kind of stoked for it. Yeah, I haven't gotten into it. I have it now. Um, How's the art? Have you flipped through it, or is it seriously just like I got really it haven't just, even like, flipped through it? I it added it to just, the pile. It's like boom. Yeah, I got it. I added it to the pile. Oh. And then uh, I got the. Um, That's kind of joyless, man. I got the revised Book of the Worm. Just because I was kind of interested to see what they did with that, and it doesn't look like they did anything interesting with it. So I I flipped through that one, um, and wasn't very impressed with it. And that was kind of why I didn't even get into Secrets of the Covenant because after the experience I had with the first two books, I was just I I was like, if I bought another loser, um, I don't think I can deal with it right now because I spent a hundred <laughs> bucks or more than a hundred bucks to get all these things, oh, and yeah. it feels like I got yep. I got two pretty weak picks. Um, and I don't know about the third one. I'm hoping Secrets of the Covenant is good. Lord of the Clans was decent, so I'm hoping Secrets of the Covenants is good. Yeah, so, it's we'll decent. See. It's a decent book. It's you know I don't know that that Lord of the Clans is better than just having a the set clan of books. Yeah, clan it's not. Books. It's not. Um, but it's a decent book on its own. On its own merit, it's hold. It holds up. Um, mm. I don't feel like it's one of the weaker books of the new line. I'll save that for uh, the Toma Secrets and um, the. What was the other one that I didn't really care for? It wasn't Hunter's Hunted. It was, um, I don't know. Rights of Blood? No, Rights of the Blood was okay if you want a oh, bunch Ghouls of and Revenants. Ghouls you and Revenants was the other one, one I did not like. Yes. So yeah, I felt like that like one that was, one. was, uh, vastly inferior to, uh, it's, it's a precursor book, Ghouls yeah. Fatal Addiction. Well, Oh man, looking over those White Wolf books. There's you a know, lot of them. You know what's kind of interesting? Um, I I pledged like a year ago. I pledged this fucking Kickstarter for a game called Katanas and Trenchcoats that was being released. I guess the first iteration of that rule set was um was uh, like a joke. It was like a joke rule set where it's right. like, haha, remember World of Darkness role playing? How cheesy it was. Here's a game that's kind of like about that. But I guess what happened was is people got a hold of the rule set and they really liked it and they started running actual games with it, like like legitimate games, like, oh, okay. like take this seriously type games. And so the guy who wrote it <clears throat> fleshed it out into a whole second edition then he ran a Kickstarter for it. 
and that shit is so late. It's just like I, it has been a year, and I still don't have this fucking thing. Yeah. Womp womp. The story of Armies Kickstarter. Came. Dude, Wanda Manor Armies is here. That yeah. one came. They got pretty, it relatively close. Pretty stoked about yeah. that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so so this dude, he actually put up a. Uh, if you want your money back, I'll give you your money back thing on his on on the Kickstarter. And I was actually sitting there thinking about it today because I was like I was like, look at this pile of fucking World of Darkness books I have. When am I even gonna have time to run all these? I I don't know when I'm gonna find time to run all this shit. Right. And yet I'm gonna get like a parody game kind of. Right. Like a like a like a not World of Darkness World of Darkness game to go with it. Like kind of what was I thinking? When I've I never had this success thing? running a parody game either. Uh, uh, uh Gamma World excluded. Um, I, I've sat down and I've tried to run a couple parody type games like Paranoia and some of the other ones, and they just never seem to to fan out. I don't, I don't like humorous role playing. You know, I feel like, like aren't you the one who has a copy of Whole and Buttery Wholesomeness? <laughs> like, oh, that's different, I guess. <laughs> You're right. I do have that. Like, and those are humor role playing <sighs> books. Are. Those are like hard humor role playing books. I, I, the thing is, okay, I ran Whole once, and that was fun. I was. Like 15, 16, right? When we ran that, yeah, it seems about like that type of uh, age yeah. level would be a good fit for Hole. I mean, it was. I think. I think that Hole is more fun to read than it would be to play. It really is a lot of fun to read, but yeah, yeah it was one of those ones I was looking at. I was like, I don't even know how I run a game using this. It's, yeah. it doesn't seem like you can do anything with it. That's any kind of story. I mean, I think it's kind of supposed to be funny because it's got all these like ridiculous tables and shit, right? Right. Yeah. So it's got a lot of random, know. over the top stuff. But it seems like role playing descends into humor too easily when you're trying to do it seriously i can't imagine just trying to be funny with it at this yeah, point it, it's less funny when you're trying to be funny is what i found like paranoia mm. when i ran that it wasn't funny at all there was not a single funny moment in that game no oh, that sounds fucking terrible yeah it was an awful game i was like I, I ran a session and a half of it and then halfway into the second one i was like all right we're done this is not working so we're gonna yeah. we're gonna quit smart it's a waste of time smart man so yeah, the got those, and then been working on some Shadow War stuff for oh, uh, for Warhammer. Been painting up some some orcs for that, and we, uh, we got making so some much good Warhammer progress. shit. Um, yeah, my kid actually looked at me the other week. Dad, you spend too much money on Warhammer. You, I was like, I was like, man, fuck you, son, dude. You don't know me. Yeah, you don't the, know anything about yeah, me. Yeah, like I mean, how does he have any kind of idea about? I mean, first of all. Objectively, he's probably right, but he doesn't know that. Yeah, well, because he's he asked me, he's like, "How much was this Shadow War box?" I was like, "Oh, like 130 bucks." He was like, "How much was this Towns of the Emperor box?" I was like, "Oh, it retails for 160." <laughs> he's like, "How much was this Death Watch starter box?" I'm like, "Yeah, it was 85 dollars." But for so, all he knows, you make 500 thousand dollars a year. Maybe yeah, it's, maybe it's, it's nothing to you. Maybe, but <laughs> then he asked me like, "I need a new," and I'm like, "Yeah, no, you can't have that. You're gonna have to wait for that, son." That's that's too expensive. <laughs> so he he definitely knows that daddy spends his money spends money on toys for himself. So dude, I uh, wanted to do some um, Warhammer 40k role playing, and so I bought uh, a small collection of Dark Heresy off of a guy, and then I was like, oh, because I was putting out the feelers for the mm-hmm. Dark Heresy, somebody else came up to me and they were like, hey, I got some Rogue Trader, and I was like, oh, Rogue Trader is cool. That's one that has Dark Eldar in it. So then I picked up a smattering of Rogue Trader. Then you were like, well, dude, you can't really have that game unless you do some Death Watch. So I picked up some Death Watch. Right. I picked up like like three or four Death Watch books. And then I was like, how is it that I own a Death Watch book and I don't own a Black a Crusade, Crusade book? Right, because you so, got to have the chaos. Right? So I got Black Crusade right. as well. And now I have like a dozen fucking 
books for that guy. Yeah, but I mean the stack's series. only about like a foot tall, so oh, you're doing okay. Dude, there's only there's three more over there. Oh, okay. So it's about <laughs> a foot and a half tall. You're yeah. doing all right. Like you, uh, my my stack has only war, and I want to say it's like a good two and a half, three feet tall with sure. just all those books. It's ridiculous. That oh, you have only war and death watch. I have only war. I have death watch. I have black crusade. I have rogue trader, and I have oh dark heresy. God. And it's like I've got a pretty complete collection of most of those oh my um, god that's punched, a lot of books yeah it's a lot of books i punched out a dark heresy about midway in uh i punched out a rogue trader towards the end so i don't have like some of the later books uh death watch i've got almost all of them black crusade i may have all of them and only war i think i only have two because the <laughs> concept did not appeal to me i was like oh, Dude, i gotta play a guardsman the yeah, thing about fun. that's fucking weird about black crusade which is the one where you get to play like chaos space marines and shit is that um it's like really cheap on ebay like there's tons of the supplements and you can actually get the core book at like half off cover on ebay and i'm like you fools really don't want to play a Chaos Marine. It seems like that's the only thing you'd want to play. Like, why Like why? Why would you want to play anything other than I that? I think the classes just have balance issues. Oh, well, yeah, clearly. So it, <laughs> In, that, in and, that game in particular, right. the classes have huge balance and issues. Even just playing it, like, you need, the, you need the Tome of Excess. You need the Tome of Decay. You need all those other books. Because it's like with Black oh, Crusade... Those are, those are impossible to find at this Black point. With Black Crusade, you can't play... You know, a plague marine unless you have tome of decay. You can't play a noise marine unless you have tome of excess. You you know, a tome of blood. You need if Do you, you have want to play a corn berserker. Yeah, I got all those. Jesus. You want to borrow them? Just... They're they're going for like four hundred bucks each. What? <laughs> you can't. You can't. I mean, I don't know if anybody's buying them at that price, but you cannot. Other than tome of decay, you cannot buy them for less than like three hundred and fifty dollars a piece. That's stupid. I know. <laughs> That's really I know, dumb. dude. Uh, that's ridiculous. Um, okay, well, I don't know. Look for my Black Crusade <laughs> books coming up on eBay here real shortly. Because I don't be think I'm ever going to deal at $150 each. Right. Um, yeah, dude. I uh, I started researching those books, and I was like, wow, you can't even get the goddamn corn one for like under 400 bucks. I mean, you can't like. Corn like, is the one I want to play the least. Like, dude, I know. Because what do you do? You're just like, I'm just so angry. I was yeah, I just, ah, skull through, skull through, and blood for the blood god. Yeah, I got it. Cool. Not a problem. But it's the <laughs> yeah. Zneech one and the uh, the Tome of Excess were the ones that I was most interested in. I wanted Zneech and, uh, and Slanesh just because I was like, ah, those are cool. I want to, yeah, that sounds, that sounds awesome. Weird crab claw ladies. But, but then. Undulating everywhere with their bizarre purple skin you know then there's like the one guy who plays just the renegade heretic and he's just like a dude <laughs> he's like yeah hey, hey guys i'm a dude yep. hey I'm, I'm a guardsman who's corrupted i'm a corrupted guardsman i'm just some I, guy. I have like a, i'm like i have an imperial guard uniform but a chaos star on my head yeah, oh, yeah. okay it's like it's like uh i'm i'm a I'm so a do you have a cool weapon or do you have a cool cool weapon or anything no i got like a like a laz weapon i'm just kind of like here and i'm been yeah. corrupted by the gods oh okay because yeah. i'm like I have like a chain sword right. and like a bolter. Um, and this guy over here can turn you into goo with his right. brain. Um, it's like, we're like 10,000 years old each and you're just like a dude, huh? So can you, you can infiltrate. No, I can't infiltrate because I've been like <laughs> mutated and I look all chaos So I can't even really deal in Imperial society either. So what exactly is your role here again? Yeah. I just kind of show up and stand yeah. around yeah. and... And like, can you imagine being the, the guy who guys. like who like rolls that for a session? And he's yep. like, he's like, he's like, seriously, guys, yeah. can yeah. I re-roll? Can I be like, a different guy? You, like, if no. you are gonna run that game, 
uh, you can't be doing random character creation. Oh, it's, no, you have to. No, that is not going to work because you are going to end up with the most mismatched party possible. It was like when we played Star Wars and half the party was Jedi. And then the other half of the party was like a noble and a smuggler and, and Greedo or and something else. And we were useless. And all we did was stand <laughs> around and watch the Jedi and just womp ass on everybody while... I, there was Sith one combat. Lords, we weren't Jedi, right, dude. Right, Sith lords. There Fuck was one combat shit. where I all I did was literally hide behind a stack of crates, and I still got shot more than the Sith did because I was the only guy that the, that the people of the GM threw us up against had a reasonable chance of hitting. Because because uh, force users, man, we don't get hit by right. Exactly, by you things. don't get hit by blasters. No. So they were sitting there trying to cap me, and I'm you going, man, what is up. going on here? You just put your hand up, and then just like wings right off your hand. Yeah, that doesn't work that way for a smuggler. It's fucking crazy. You just, you just get shot, and That's then you go, weird. oh, I've got a big searing, smoking hole in my chest. <laughs> well, why would anybody play that? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All hey, right, when dude, it so- came time to f- shuttle people around, I was aces at at taking you guys from wow. combat to combat. Dude, that's When sounds- I had to make those rolls to take off and drive you to the next spot, I was clutch for that. That sounds deeply rewarding. It as, was. As it, was an, best, it was the best game I've <laughs> It was not rewarding at all. Um, all right, so... Uh, so, Forever Night. Here we are. We're like 20 minutes into this. We have talked about Forever Night exactly zero Once of those we minutes. talked about the cell phone call. Okay, good point. You, got, right, me, so you we, got me on that one, dude. All we right. Can, we can get into it. Should well, we fresh you, up our you, drinks, you, or should we just go get into you it? You got to give me a second to cue the uh, the the uh, theme music. The theme. So All right. Like, I'll put, I'm gonna put the theme music in okay. right here. So we're listening to it. We're hearing it. It's it's amazing. It's, it's the it's best. Fred Malin. Yep. It is on some level the best part of the show. It really is. It's all kind of downhill after that. All right. So um. What 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 do we have? We've had three episodes here, and I think that we saw a significant evolution in what the show is about. Am I right? Yeah. It, it, so there was a. Yeah, it we, gives you a better idea of the content of the show and Nick's character. Yeah. These episodes yeah. in particular. Um, Be- because they focus very heavily on his internal struggle. Right. And this is. This, we'll, and we'll get to this in the kind of like how it's how it's like World of Darkness. But because you're seeing what's going on with the character internally, we're starting to feel like it's a lot more of like a World of Darkness thing. Right. Right. And so the f- episode four. Episode four. Which is where we picked up from. Correct. It's called Last Act. Last Act. And so Last Act was an episode dealing with the apparent suicide of a hospital worker. Um, Nick investigating that suicide. Yeah. While also... Uh, Parallel storyline. Parallel storyline story line was uh, an old flame of his. Old no flame, pun intended, old flame. Uh, <laughs> uh, decided to take a, a walk into the sunlight and yeah. kill herself as well. Yeah. And so Nick is dealing with both this apparent suicide of this hospital ER doctor right. and, uh, and his, she's, and she's his like, former girlfriend. She's who, known for her who, vivaciousness, this right, hospital lady. And, right. then, and then coincidentally or not, his friend was also known for right. her sort of joy de vivre. Yes, and she right? and she self-immolated, uh, and so Nick has to unwind the mystery and figure out what happened and why. Yeah, um, yeah. This is a pretty good episode. It was. Uh, so yeah. the beginning of this episode is super weird. Oh, my God. Because it begins with it's this gratuitous so broad awkward. shot. And it's then you so get this. Awkward. Uh, it well, goes no, no. into this. It, start, it starts with, 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 with a, a pretty, like, stock 
hospital scene where there's like mm-hmm. Liv damn it and they're doing the yeah. battles. Oh yeah, and, and then the guy doesn't make it. Right. But she then, has to but, come out and hug the, the wife. But then but then but then she goes into the the to the, the locker room. To the locker yeah, room. And there's and that gratuitous bra shot. It's so uncomfortable. And that weird sapphic massage it, that, yeah. that other doctor has given her where she starts it's, taking her bra strap off super slow. It's so it's like so creepy soft and bizarre. Core lesbo porny <laughs> and you're just like you're like, what am I watching? This is so weird right i was sitting there watching it and i was like i don't know what's going on keep going but i don't know what's going (laughs) on you kind of expect them to start doing like little tender smooches right right? you're like are the tender smooches i thought she was gonna start necking her dude is that right i thought so too it didn't happen it didn't happen no and it was very it was very very odd but then then she dies awkwardly she dies in the shower in the shower oh it's you and then she she goes she goes you're so crazy yeah and then it shows like her hand gets forced back and the razor goes up, but it's it, a scalpel or a scalpel. And uh, so I guess they cut her wrist, but from the angle they were, it, he, it well, looked okay. like they cut her hand. There is, there are so many. Okay. So, 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 so this, so the plot happens and like Nick's got to investigate this, this thing that the, in the hospital they're calling a suicide, even though we as the audience know it's a murder. Right. Right. And this is there's the parallel storyline of his friend who we do know killed herself because we actually get to watch that too. So right. we we know more than what Nick knows at this point, which um, becomes a theme in a number of episodes <laughs> because we get the, the establishing shot of the crime yeah. of the week every it's, single yeah. time, and Nick doesn't. Yeah, it's true. This is this this is the truth, and um, there's some kind of some interesting themes play out here. We get to see like a bunch of um kind of like. Uh, shots of Nick's past where he was in this like really terrible looking like play troupe where he wore bad wigs, uh-huh. which also is going to be a thing over the next two episodes. Oh, yeah. yep. Some terrible wigs are coming up. Um, and- terrible jackets too, because his jacket oh. game in this episode okay. is weak as hell. Dude, okay, I actually disagree. There was one jacket that was amazing, and then all the rest of the jackets were terrible. Which jacket was that? Because in this episode, the jackets were the jacket was awful. I'm almost certain that I mean, see, I left my notes at fucking work. Okay, but like, but I'm sure that there's this is the episode where he comes in. He's wearing this really great black leather trench. Uh huh. Maybe that's in the next episode, and he wears it for like one scene, and yeah. then it goes away. It's the next episode. It might be the next one. It's the next one. Because he's trying to be a bad boy in the next one. Yeah, because in the next one, he's like, he's He's a bad boy. Bad, bad man. It's just like, he keeps popping his collar. Well, dude, that's because it's cold out, man. I guess. And he's turning up his collar against the cold. Yeah, maybe that's that's what it is. That's a thing you do in colder places. He's wearing this really bad blue shirt, too, this hideous blue shirt. Okay, so Heather was watching it, and she kept calling that a shirt also, but that is actually a jacket. Is it? Dude, yeah, that's like oh. a, that's kind of like a. So he's like wearing a, like a jacket a under his other jacket. It's like a, oh, wait, oh wait, no, you're talking about a different. No, because no, it was that, his jacket sh- was under this blue shirt, and it's not quite denim, but it's something oh, no. else, and it's. Dude, there were a bunch of denim shirts in this three episode arc, uh, and I was like very offended yeah. that Nick was, <laughs> was wearing these. It was very. It was not. It was I, not a. I was like, a good no, look. no, Nick, right? No denim well, the best shirt part too. Dude. Was the the vampire who immolated like her clothes were all fine? <laughs> dude, wasn't that hilarious? It's like it shows her burning up. Yeah, and they're poking. At her clothes, and her clothes are fine. They're not even singed. And the guy's like, <laughs> and they singed. even reference it because okay. they go like, "Oh, what kind of person bursts into flame?" But it doesn't take out their polyester. So this was so great. This was so great. Like, like it shows in the cold open this vampire chick, and she like walks out to meet the sun, right? And she and she's kind of like having these long looks, like it's her last night of looking around, right? Right. And so then she and she dies. She burns up. We see this, right? We see the opening credits. Then it's like it's 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 nighttime and and they're like Nick you gotta come investigate this shit so 
apparently they just let it, it sat sit there, there for all day 14 hours yeah, yeah like all yep. day but then there's a witness yeah there's still a witness like 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 ah yeah she just burst into flames in spontaneous human combustion yeah. and you're, like, <laughs> you're like has that guy just been standing there for like 14 hours just waiting waiting to give his statement yeah. this fucking police like yeah. like procedural element so like, the, the police work in this entire oh, series so is awful in the next episode it's particularly bad so bad. we'll get into that so bad um so what, yeah. what are some of the highlights and what are some of the low lights of this so episode? the low light was that musketeer play with the with the terrible sword double entendres oh my god and you never really it's know who's a vampire and who so isn't because there's no obvious tells you're looking at them and you're going i can't tell if you're a vampire or not until they start biting each other and you're like oh i guess she's a vampire too there's this thing about forever night where um they kind of cast these women to be opposite of nick that are very similar in the way that they look, right? They're kind of like these mousy-looking, brown-haired girls. Right. And maybe it's just me, and I'm old and terrible, but they all kind of look the same. So you can't, like, you're, I'm always like, is that the vampire yeah, Is that chick? the same one from before? They the do kind of look the same. Is she the vampire girl, or is she someone else? Like, right. I never fucking figure it out. Well, the funny part, too, is the vampire chick in this one's talking about, oh, as soon as I become a taker and I'm not giving anything back, I'm, I'm, I'm going right. to end it. I'm going to end it. And I'm going, like, I saw your shitty musketeer play, or at least five <laughs> minutes of it. If you're serious about that, like, end it now. Just go out and die now, because you are you are not giving back anything and remotely equal measure to what you're taking to extend your miserable existence there's some really i'm gonna use like kind of air quotes here there's some really great vampire philosophizing in this one where there's like a lot of like looking off into the distance right. and like, what does it mean to be immortal what's it mean to live right what yeah. is living versus existing man and it's like and so so i felt like i mean because like 12 year old me was watching this and so i probably thought this was deep Right, and so it was great for that reason. Right, like uh, watching it now. If I had just turned it on and never seen it before, I'd have been like, "Get me the fuck out of yeah. here!" But like, for it was fine for yeah, what it for was. For its time, I like I liked watching Nick have peyote hallucinations of that of, of that the, of lady the all the time. Yeah, like he's trying to do his job and she's just standing in front of him and he's <laughs> yeah. just. He's having these these just weird hallucinations, like oh yeah, uh, see she's like in. a ghost, yeah. and she's like wearing a this like yeah. white join nighty. Me, Nicholas, and join yeah, me. She just starts following him around, and you're like, oh, is, is she a ghost? Is yeah. it, is this like a fucking sixth sense kind of thing? Nope. Are they all dead? Um, and so I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, it wasn't. I thought it wasn't terrible. It was enjoyable yeah. to watch. Yep. And then we got we got the one scene that was a real treat was the was the cut rate discount patch Adams. Okay, yeah. So they've got this Patch Adams guy who's like he's 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 part of the plot, right? All right. He's, he's like, part of the plot. He's, he's the he's like this cancer cancer guy, yeah, terminal he's, he's cancer dying. guy. He's dying, man. Yeah. But he's also a and he clown was friends the, with this lady. And yeah, he's the children's ward clown. He's the children's ward because nothing makes children laugh like like <laughs> cancer. Yeah, exactly. And the best part is, is he's shaved. Except they didn't shave his eyebrows, so he very clearly has eyebrows. But they just shaved his head, and they were like, "That's how chemotherapy works." So I'm like, that is not how chemotherapy works. His whole character is so inconsistent. They they come up with some like little MacGuffin characters to try and like kind of throw us off the scent of who right. it is that's of who, like who, who done it, like who killed the most joyous doctor in the whole hospital. I will say my bet was for pretty much the entire episode was on that 
creepy back Let's massaging doctor, doctor from the beginning because <laughs> I was like, I was like, there's something going on there. And the evil just, lesbian doctor shows right. up and is kind of terse with Nick right. on multiple occasions, with, leading yeah, us to believe that, that she may be involved. Right. I wasn't buying it. I was I was like I was like that's this is a red herring. Yeah, see, I, I figured one. this show is so transparent. That's what it has to be. Otherwise, there is no context or reason for that entire first weird scene. Yeah, well, and as it turns out, there was there no wasn't. context or reason for that entire weird first scene. That uh, lady's just a creep. I think yeah, and the context might have been like twelve-year-old bo- boy boners. Yeah, like, <laughs> at, at home in the nineteen nineties. Hot. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, could be that. So the other suspect is this guy who looks like Brad Dorif's cousin or something, and he's apparently the fiance. And and there's like a bunch of little kind of like like hackneyed procedural tells that this is the guy because he's like a medical student, but he's like on break from medical school, and you're like, oh, and you know whoever it is is like trying to kill people with medical instruments. I just wasn't so buying that like, he was the fiance. Just given the. <laughs> Well, I think I think that there when you look at this character, there's like a weird backstory going on that mm-hmm. they're like trying to allude to. Mm-hmm. Like like remember when we were in screenwriting class together back in like the nineties and like we would have to write these like ten page backstories right. to a character that showed up for two minutes. Mm-hmm. I had this feeling like this character had this like really in depth backstory. Like like there's this scene where Skanky goes to his apartment and it's kinda like, Oh yeah, this apartment looks very feminine. Like you didn't decorate it. Like, right. like you're a little like you're a cuck or something, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And it's like I just thought he was a weeaboo because like you go up to the apartment and it's all of this, like it was all of this, uh, you know, the the kanji and stuff all over the place. And I didn't all even of notice. And I was just kind of like, oh, is this guy just like a weeaboo? Does he have one of those, you know, waifu pillows or whatever? <laughs> is what's going on with this guy? And then they don't really bring it up. It's just like yeah, it's a bunch of bunch yeah. of Asian decorate decorations. We had to decorate the apartment, so we just went to the store and bought a bunch of stuff. So it turns out, I guess, that the clown dude was like boning the doctor, who's this guy's fiance. Right. She was going to make him immortal by way of his children, which plays into the, oh, uh, Nick's vampire friend is immortal because of her plays. And that's the thing that she's given to the world, which, man, some messed up children, if that's her children. dude. And then the other is because you get this other play with this old lady and this girl where they just kind of spell everything out for you. And just kind of (laughs) like, all right. I mean, okay, okay. okay. There's something I got to say about this scene. So the name of the episode is based on the play that the vampire chick wrote, which is the last act, right? And then like, it's this kind of like metaphor play where there's like an old lady who's obviously like dying or whatever. And she's like trying to imbue a sense of life into like a younger version of herself or whatever and Nick's watching it up in the like the the balcony and he's like looking at it really intensely right mm-hmm. and, and and like and then what's so great is the screenwriter or the playwriter chick had like put in a reference to a character that was obviously Nick right. and it just just completely feeds into the ridiculous like male ego that propels this entire show <laughs> like like that Nick is such a fucking important guy that this oh. lady's like writing plays about him and sending him secret messages well, my the favorite plays, is him like, and Jeanette just straight up break into her apartment and then he goes in and just 
takes that doll. He just steals the doll. Jeanette's like a classically Torridor line when they see like the wreckage of her apartment. She's like, oh, I wish she had told me. I would have introduced her to my decorator. Right. The funny thing is, is Nick is biting off everybody else's head who's being even slightly, you know, not cognizant of his feelings like Nat and Skanky. And Jeanette comes in and she is just being the cattiest bitch the entire episode about the, she's like, oh, she finally did it, huh? Yeah, yeah. No, and no, just seriously. Saying, making all these catty she, remarks. She's the only one that going, like knows wow. the context and like uh-huh. can actually appreciate what happened. And she's completely yeah. cavalier. She's about totally the whole over thing. it. And like Nick's just like whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, we're friends, Jeanette. Yeah, I liked when he stuck his pinky in the beam of sunlight. And you're just why he's like <laughs> oh, he's got so the funny. doll on the table, so and you just funny. see him extend his pinky <laughs> like he's reaching for the teacup, and he just starts sliding it into the beam of light. And is that, like, is wow, that that one? Is that when Nat was there and she's like Nick stop trying to kill yourself yeah. he's, got this, he's got this look on his face like I'll do what I want it was a different time actually but it was just the weirdest <laughs> thing so like stupid. why your pinky he's such a dick yeah. <laughs> Nick is such a dick he's like he's the worst really character bad. he's the worst character on the whole show, whole show. he anyway, is really really bad anyway so Skanky and Nick set a trap Right for for who the the killer right and and Nick pretends to be the clown guy and the, who 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 they say is in a coma because of a botched attempt by the fiance to kill the clown guy right and so in in the most like hilarious scene of the entire episode the fiance who is allegedly a medical student comes into the room. Of the alleged clown guy, which is really Nick, just like laying there in a with hoodie. a hoodie on, yeah. And he's not connected to any equipment right. or anything. He's just <laughs> a dude in a hoodie, like yeah. laying there on the ground. The fucking fiance guy doesn't think anything's up. He's wearing a ridiculous wig, by the way. And then he runs in with a knife and like stabs Nick in the <laughs> yeah, hip. Yeah. Like ah, <laughs> like take that, your pelvis, Nick, <laughs> you dumbass. And it's like I thought this guy knew about anatomy and shit. Like how what is this gonna look to like do? anything other than you're just straight up? Stabbing Stabbing a guy yeah. to death. You were trying yeah. to at least make it look like an overdose oh. before. Now you've just moved on to straight up homicide. Uh, anyway, so the funniest the- part of the episode for me was uh, when they're in the police station and Nick is squatting on the desk. Oh, and yeah. nobody says anything yeah. about it. He's yeah. straight up squatting he's, on the desk. He's standing like, on the desk. Like he's saying, like he's, yeah. I'm going to take a dump right on this <laughs> desk. Or he's trying to do the yeah. vampire squat, right? Oh, like he's yeah, on top yeah, of a yeah. gargoyle. The, the perch. Right, the, the perch. But he's perch. on a desk talking to Nat Skanky and the chief. Yeah. And None of them say yeah, anything was, about this. None of them are like, hey, Nick, uh, why are you squatting on a desk? Right, right. Like, because st- Stone Tree wasn't part of the the conversation initially. He walks right. up he behind walks up. Nick, yeah. and I thought for sure he was going to be like, get your fucking shoes <laughs> off the desk, yeah. Knight. And he doesn't. He's yeah. just like, yeah, this is totally yeah. normal. He's like, this is what Nick does. He just squats on desk. He does what he wants. And then uh, and then the, the end is just Nick with the straight up police brutality, which is a theme. He has no qualms about exposing his vampire nature to suspects oh, right, as he just he beats the, the shit out of them. Yeah. Yeah, he's got yeah. the fangs and the eyes and he's holding them with one arm out the window and nobody questions that well, either. Nobody is like, yeah. how are you doing that? Yeah, yeah. Massive shoulders there, Nick. Right. Uh, I think I think Skanky saves this guy's life by saying, don't kill him. Think of the paperwork. Yeah. Which is like yeah, a total like, the 90s joke. The puns are the joke. worst. Yeah. It's just like 90s buddy cop yeah. joke. Oh, yeah. That's the same with Nat. Wow. Old friend takes on a whole new meaning with oh you. And I'm like, God. oh, my God. Stop. Why? Get me out of here. <laughs> Please stop. So that's that's the episode last act. Okay, we'll get to what we think right. we can mine from oh, this. In oh, just a and then second. one of my favorite parts. Uh, 
when he goes into the captain's office and he's it's down and the first thing the captain says to him is sit down nick and i'm like he's already sitting i thought uh, stone tree was trying to be ironic i thought he was trying to be like sit down nick oh i don't know maybe I, gary, I just i was just like he's already sitting gary farmer's acting is so wooden it's right very it's very hard to tell, to tell. maybe it's, i should give him the benefit of the doubt i guess all right, so, so we all can right. talk more about that as how how all of that pertains to the world of darkness. Now we'll get on to probably what I think will be the most contentious yeah, of yeah, the episodes, which yeah. is episode five, Dance by the Light of the Moon. Oh, this is a special one, kids. This this one is, uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah, this right. one, oh my why God. Don't, why don't you take us to a walkthrough all right, through so what this, if, if you even this, can, okay, just yeah, give us well, a synopsis like, as, if you as, can. I, as I said, I, I, I left my, my notes at work, so I'm just going to kind of blunder through this one kind of from my, my memory, okay, now. This is one of your classic, like, vice episodes that you find in a procedure right um you it, it starts out with like a with with like a kind of thrill killing murder scene and you're like and and okay there was some like hysterical blunders on the part of the production like right away in the cold open okay but so assuming that we understand the, the what's going on here with this with this like this sexy lady who's like right. seducing a dude who looks just like another dude into killing him for right. her, apparently. Right. But then she kills the other dude that looks just like, like the, the one dude. the first guy. So they both yeah. are dead. So yeah. the first guy comes in, hands her a package. The next guy comes behind the first guy and strangles him. Yeah. Then and she's, like, oh, how did that feel? How did, like, and then... She's like, she's like, tell me you liked it. Didn't it feel it. good? And he's like, yeah, I liked it. And yeah. then she and kills then him. she stabs him in the back, which yeah. is not even apparent she stabs him in the back. I thought she stabbed him in the side. I thought and she then, stabbed him in the stomach. And then you see the knife sticking out of his back when he oh falls forward. And I'm like, okay, so... Somehow she reached all the way around him with yeah. the knife and stabbed him in the back. Um, that had to be awkward, but D- all right, sure. Dude, that's nothing compared to when Nick pulled his wallet out of the clown's ear. Remember? He like he like oh he's yeah. like so corny. Yeah, he's, like it's, so he's corny. doing the magician thing. He's like, oh, and he exactly. makes it appear out of the guy's ear. That was yeah. the best. Patch Adams from the last episode. I forgot the, to mention that. I and, had it in my notes too. And then Nick walks out of the room and he turns to the clown and he goes, I said some time in the circus. Yep. And the clown basically ain't having it. He's basically like, Shut the fuck <laughs> up. Anyway. No so one gives ba- a shit, knight. <laughs> yeah, back to back to the back to the to the episode at hand. So sexy lady makes these two kind of douchey looking guys kill each other and at first i thought they were twins or maybe that like one of them was a clone of the other one or not something not all white people look alike brendan Dude, these guys looked a lot alike. <laughs> no, they did look a lot <laughs> i i didn't i thought maybe it was like a doppelganger or something i don't know anyway um i just assumed they were both like accountant dudes or whatever like oh, it turns they, out that one is an accountant one is an accountant they just kind of have that look anyway so through a series of like misbegotten clues that don't make any sense Nick and Skanky have to descend into the world of a seedy strip club right. to find this seductress who's causing otherwise normal dudes to kill right. each other. Right, because one of them is a police detective. One of them Burkhart, is a po- he's a police detective. He, and, and he's the and straightest he's arrow. He's yeah, the, he's the straightest arrow. I can't the, believe Burkhart he, would do this. He, and, he's, yeah. he is as white bread as he looks. Yep. He's just a chip off the old block, right? So no one can believe that he did this. Skanky and Nick got to figure it out. And they go into like the corniest strip club ever. The when, worst strip club ever, because I'm like, who, who, what strippers wear these outfits? Dude, dude. 
what was so great is the two of them walk into the strip club and they both proceed to act like they've never seen a naked lady. They're both like, hanging out. Well, Nick acts that way the entire episode, though. And you're sitting there thinking, dude, Nick, you are 800 years old, dude. Keep it together. Dude, allegedly like, Skanky is married and has kids. Right. It's like you think you would have had sex right. or you seen think a boob. You wouldn't care. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, one of the things that I found in that episode was all of the girls were wearing those, like, 90s panties, you know, the ones that go up real high that yeah. are cut super high. Yeah. And what I didn't know was apparently that's a thing for me, and I didn't oh know that was a thing for me. God. And I was like, like, oh, man, <laughs> that's really weird. Wow. So so I learned something about myself, which I thought was good. <laughs> I was like, that's a fetish I didn't know I had. The garter belts and stockings I knew I had. You, you, like aces on that. The other one, I was like, oh, didn't know I had that one. <laughs> that's so nostalgic. Yeah, it was very nice because that was what people wore. In the nineties, in the nineties, when I was coming of age and in becoming aware of myself as a sexual being, sort of which like, is probably too much information for for our listeners. So, so you're, but, you're saying is is that like posters that you would win from the fair for right. popping a balloon with a dart have women on it that you find to be very appealing? Yeah, there you go. Yep, I didn't know that about myself. I was like, oh. Well. That's, I didn't know that. Avoid the state fair, my yeah, friend. Yeah, exactly. And I will because I will not go anywhere near it. But it was just one of those things. It's like, oh, I, I totally forgotten that that style existed because no one wears them. No, no one does. And, and yeah, like, oh, all right. I remember those. And I like, oh, all right. There you go. So that was kind of weird. And <laughs> so, yeah, they go so, forward and so you the, get this. The flashbacks are of oh, him and Jeanette and Jeanette's yeah. kind of seducing now, him. Now, this is one of the things that's actually kind of interesting about the episode is that it kind of brings back the idea of LaCroix. And there's a bunch of stuff in this episode that is... At a, the very end, it brings back the idea of LaCroix. Right, because, right. Which we'll get into because it's it's interesting when yeah. he comes in at the end. Yeah. We're but there's of, a lot of... <laughs> they, interesting meaning like weirdly awkward. Weirdly awkward, yeah. They parallel the two stories that they have running, the one in the past and the one in the present, parallel each other much better in this one than they did in the other episodes that they had going on uh, that we watched. I felt like these two meshed together better. The idea of Jeanette like seducing Nick into a life of darkness and then this kind of ingenue or whatever you want to yeah, call her yeah. also trying to make Nick her cat's paw and drag him into her little web of whatever. Right, um, right, I was right. convinced I yeah. knew that that actress from somewhere, but she I think she just has one of those faces because I don't think I've... Because I, I looked her up on IMDb and was not aware of her in anything else because I was looking at her and I was like, I swear Midnight I've seen Sims her 13. in something else and I just couldn't place her. So, so... We get to meet kind of a little cast of kind of like seedy characters that occupy this strip club. They're mostly throwaway. Right. We, we we are introduced to we are revealed Sheila, who's the who's the, the sexy seductress as as as, as we, were, we were talking about earlier. Right. Um, and uh, Nick is immediately smitten. Although I wasn't. I, the way that she's shot, she looks like somebody's mom doing a right. sexy dance for you. Right. And you're like, whoa, this is actually disturbing. She looks kind of like the want... discount version of the female lead from uh, uh, Billy Madison, I think, was yeah. what I eventually settled yeah. on. Was, I, I was like, uh, that's, Veronica why she, that's why she triggers, like, I think I remember her from somewhere, because yeah. she looks sort of like her. Yeah, she's like kind of generically 90s hot, I right. guess. Um, 
after they get she her does out break of the... his normal habit though of, of brunettes because she is blonde yes she's this is blonde, true but this she, is true. she does so, break so that, you you can differentiate mold. her from the other females in the show which is nice right that's a that's a good break from the norm um then like she starts bringing Nick into like her web of darkness, and as Adam was saying, this is parallel with what goes on in his backstory, where Jeanette's running him down. And I think that like any guy can. And he's probably, still a like, human in that. Yeah, yeah. But to this be is clear, the Middle this Ages. Is, right. This, this is, is when the, Jeanette is. This is his. This is his prelude right, in vampire his, right. terms. But um, I. So I don't know how far do we want to go here? Like uh, you know it. I feel like this episode had more casual sexism oh, than okay. the other we'll episodes by yeah. by by leaps and bounds. Okay, so the part that really blew my mind mm-hmm. is where, first of all, the stripper chick, like Sheila or whatever, she comes out of the strip club into this alleyway, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, that seems dangerous, right, for you. Yeah. And then she gets this kind of look, and like she's like, she's maybe she's being followed, and she is by, by Nick because Nick. <laughs> Nick's a creep. Because he's a creep. Yep. And then she gets in her car and she's driving away, and Nick's following her. And but you're she like, kind of wow, sees dark. him following her though, because yeah. she gets that thing where she looks in her rearview and she smirks. And she gets all so she knows that yeah. he's following her. She's like, oh, this is happening again. And you're like, that seems disturbing. You think right. she'd be afraid? So she goes to her apartment complex, right? And she goes inside where she should ostensibly be safe. But right. not from Nick, because he's a vampire. Right. And he, and he does the stupid flying thing. Where he flies he, up through her open window. He flies up to her fucking open window. And then, like, when he reveals himself as being in her apartment, and she's just kind of like, oh, teehee, what are you doing here? Right. Like, it's just like, it's the most horrifying moment of the whole episode. Anywhere else, they'd be like, hitting the rape alarm. Dude, <laughs> which she should have been. Yeah, she exactly. Sh- she should have grabbed well, a I mean, gun and tried to kill though, the with, fucking with, guy. With that lady telling Skanky not to call her hun, and then Nick, like, turned into Nat and being like, thanks, hun, and then, like, oh, walking off, and God. it's just like... Oh my God! He's really? Such like, a dick. you're allowed to do that kind of stuff, and he continues his habit of grabbing women grabbing by the people. arm and forcing them around. Yeah. He did it in her apartment. Yeah. She's like walking away from him, and he like grabs her yep. and like turns her around yeah. to look at him. And you're, and I'm just like, how's a stripper afford a place like this? Yeah, a stripper doesn't. A corporate lawyer does. Who's the lawyer? And it's her. It's and her. You're just like, oh, well, I mean, way to be a like, shitbag, Nick. Well, like allegedly, I mean, because it does turn out later in the episode that there was this other version of stripper web of desire killings in America mm-hmm. because it's like the jig is up that we're in Canada now. Right. And, like, so I guess how long has she been doing this in different places? Was the whole lawyer thing a ruse? Because we Yeah, never they actually... never explain it. I just took her at her at her word that she... And Nick, Nick's, like, disbelief that she could be a lawyer. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay, Nick. <laughs> There's these, like, intensely uncomfortable scenes where, like, she's seducing him into darkness. And they're kind of, like, half-kissing. And they're, like, yeah. writhing up against each other. And it's like, <laughs> you're just like, ugh, stop it already. Yeah. Anyway, so we're led to... Believe- <laughs> oh, and then that line that she... She delivers do we dress to compete with one another or to impress a man i was just like what the hell is that I like that feminism yeah that's like she says that to skanky though later doesn't she yeah when she's wearing the 
the schoolgirl skirt, skirt that Nick tells oh, her about. I can't God. believe he told you about that. Yeah. So, so there's some stuff that we see that we're led to believe that Nick has like fallen for it. He's becoming dark Nick. Right. You can tell he's being dark Nick because he's being like extra shitty to Skanky, extra shitty and, to Nat, which yeah, seems to be his shitty. thing. Like whenever there's another female around, Nick just like <laughs> yeah. treats Nat yeah. like his personal emotional dumping ground. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Poor he ha- Nat. He has her friend zone so hard, and she's <laughs> it's just really all, sad. She's just always sitting there in yeah. the morgue with this look on her face. Yeah. He's like, womp, womp, yeah. poor me. That's my life. And yeah. he's just like, yeah. anyway, um, you know, he like turns over some evidence to this girl and she burns it, blah, blah. Anyway. Yeah, looks- I even have in my notes, Jesus, this entire thing is pure cringe. <laughs> it really, yeah. Um, so then we get the idea that Skanky's like on to her and it's like the final showdown, but we have, but we've been led to believe by the careful editing of the script right. here that Nick is going to kill Skanky, right? Oh, right. And so, what follows is the fastest strangulation I've ever seen. Okay. Okay. So, 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 so he leads Skanky to the place where the other dudes were killed. Right. Well, like, cause it, same, sets cost like, money. It's like the same exact, it's the exact room. same room. It's, it's the, the same, same room that gets reused in the next episode too, as the warehouse for oh, the food services place. I didn't notice that. So, but yeah, anyway, there's that, and it's... And then, well, then he busts out a garret, and like, or I'm sorry, a garage. Right. He fucking garrots the shit out of fucking Skanky, For like right? 10 seconds? Dude, that's like 10 seconds longer than even if you were pretending, which, spoiler guys, he's pretending. He is, yeah. If you were pretending to garrot somebody, you probably just wouldn't like use a fucking piano wire, right? right. You'd probably use something that would like, you know, wound them less. Right. Well, the know. best part is, is he's, he's, he's wired. So when she asks him about killing him and she spills her guts about the stuff she made the other guys do, he, he flips out his, his collar. It's like not popped now because it's right. hiding the wire, but he pops it so he can show her the wire. Yeah. And, all I can think is this entire thing you've done here is completely inadmissible. You were making out with her. You're like, you're just, like, there's just so much bad police work here. Canadian there law, There is dude. no way that this woman will serve a second of jail time just given on how you went about this. What what I thought was, okay, so then the, the guy who's like the CD uh, strip club owner like runs in and shoots Nick. And they run away, and there's a and there's a big gun battle. Right. But but Nick falls down, and he's on the ground. And I thought that like at that point, Skanky was gonna be like like our ruse worked, right, Nick? Yeah. But then it's like it doesn't know. It's 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 like it's like it's like uh uh Nick's like, hey, sorry, I garroted you. Yeah. And, and Skanky and goes, Skanky's don't worry like, about me. I'll wear turtlenecks. Yeah, so I was like, like, dude, you don't want to compete with Nick because he's <laughs> the one who wears all the turtlenecks. Well, in this it's show. just like, dude, these guys are supposed to be coworkers, and right. he like he bruised his neck like yeah. with with a fucking. <laughs> like assassination tool yeah. and he's just like whatever dude it's all good in the Don't line worry. of work like all right, all right anyway then there's like a kind of non-satisfying scene where right. they there's a rooftop chase right. and there's a revolver gun battle behind some dumpsters i which, know what you know, it's like to kill i wonder what it's like to die she takes a header off the side of the building yeah and then the cringiest part of the oh, whole episode yeah, it's so She's weird laying there on the ground Oh, it feels so good. Yeah, it yeah. feels so good. Yeah. Nick's like holding her and she like dies having yeah. an orgasm. Yeah. And you're just going, wow. Yeah. This entire episode is yeah. creepy. It was weird. It was it creepy was... and unsettling. Um, I thought that it wrapped itself up pretty well there, but then for some reason there's like 
three or four minutes of exposition at the, at at the, the end, police yeah. station yep. where they are kind of where like Stone Tree and Nick are kind of palling around and like Stone Tree's basically saying like, hey, Nick, remember when you like, you know, stole evidence and destroyed it? Yeah. Like, totally cool because that <laughs> evidence sucked. sucked. Yeah. That book, <laughs> Burkhart's diary wasn't any use to us anyway. Or Burkhart's yeah. casebook was no use yeah. to us anyway. He goes, it was just random musings. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. And the <laughs> best part okay. was it was like, I. it's a good thing she died and that guy died given the, pol- the pending misconduct trial that would have occurred had either of them lived and they had to go on about like what nick and skanky had done <laughs> so now okay, it wrapped up nicely after after saying all these shitty things i actually really liked this episode i actually thought it was pretty good oh well you know what we, we missed the most important part which What's is that? the final the final scene is a flashback to the middle ages where we see Jeanette gets up and Nick's laying in the bed all 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 Humbly. Yeah, all all <laughs> undone because they've been having the sex times for yeah. such a long time. And then she goes to the doorway and opens it up and LaCroix comes in. Yeah, and Nick Jeanette, has this whole face. Yeah, he like, gives him this wait, look like, whoa, 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 yeah, whoa. What, I was okay with the darkness. I was okay with the yeah. devolving myself into sin. I was okay with letting myself go into the eternal realm of whatever. But dudes is where I draw the line. <laughs> yeah. I don't Nick Nick Knight doesn't play that. Yeah, he's <laughs> so yeah, he gives LaCroix just this very like <laughs> Is there like uh He gives him the look yeah. that I think I think most guys come to when they're like, When I said three way, I yeah. meant two <laughs> right. chicks. It's not a dude. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so she goes, This is LaCroix, and then LaCroix comes in and he's still the best part of any episode he's in. It's true. And he walks in and he does the he does his little intro and it's pretty great. And um, he's a, it, it, they kind of like hit you over the head with like the, oh, he's a vampire and to turn Nick into a vampire thing, which right. like if you're following the you timeline, already know you're from the pilot. Together. Yeah. But what's great about it is it is the return of LaCroix, which means they're bringing him back into the meta plot. Right. And like his, He'll return eventually. It, this is some foreshadowing. We know LaCroix is back. It's right. nice to see him on screen. It's pretty good. I, I felt like, like you were saying, the backstory, the parallel story really worked with the main story. I thought it had some kind of quote-unquote interesting characters. It and did. It was, I just didn't buy this. She was able to seduce four separate guys into being her like murder, assassin, theft, whatever squad. Like I mean, I don't know. I, you have to swallow a pretty big pill. You do have to swallow this weird idea this, that like yeah. women are a prize and that they control men. Because even Skanky says, "Do you think they know the power that they have over us?" You yeah, know? he I'm says this in like, a strip club. And I'm just sitting there going, like, because like, I'm about Skanky's age now, as he would have been in that. Show. And I'm thinking, like, dude, that would do nothing for me now. Like, I would have just walked into a place like that and be like, "All right, whatever. I got a job well, to do, so I guess I." Because you start running out of fucks to give as you get older the, the this show at this point right it's a gothic show which is gonna so it's got a lot of stuff in it about sex right right it's, it's sex horrors sexy sex times right vampires but um kind of like star trek the next generation it has this very weirdly like prepubescent boy of, idea of what yeah. sexual relationships are like right like it the, and and it's so strange being a non- like preteen boy watching these shows again and like understanding like what male and female relationships are like 
but then watching adults being portrayed as not right. understanding these things. It explains an awful lot about how I acted for a while, though. Because like, these were my these were the people that I had to pattern my behaviors after if, when I was a teenager. If, if you take... It's no te- wonder I was a disaster. If you take TV as modeling behavior, which, I mean, it's obvious that it does... Um, there, it's really no wonder that there's this whole generation of like awkward, stifled, smartest guy in the room, jerky nerds. Yeah. Because we were sold this huge advertisement that that's kind of how you're supposed to be. Right. Like you're supposed to be kind of a prick and like looking off into the middle distance and being kind of, get away from me, woman. Right. And then, but then like also like grabbing people. I don't know. That was the, it's so that way though for a lot of stuff though. Cause even the Conan books are like that. Cause Conan never really like thinks about. He's a barbarian right he's a barbarian and he never thinks about that kind of stuff and then until it's just like there's that pirate queen who comes along and then he's just like oh ha ha saucery about you know we're gonna get saucy now and but it's just most of the time he's just above it and you have those action hero guys back in the 80s where it was you know the McBain thing wow i'm thinking of holding another meeting in bed you know and it's just like they don't they don't exist as sexual entities until they're done murdering everyone you know yeah. and then they're kind of like oh okay i guess if i have to but the women are all falling all over them and that's how i expected it to work and uh spoiler alert kids that's not how it works no. like you actually have to bring something to the table beyond you know like cool detachment well right uh, yeah being seeming sort of like angry and aloof is not actually considered to be like a a value and and it will get the police called on you these days if you're a high school student (laughs) doing that kind of thing because they'll be like i think this guy's gonna shoot the school up so the last episode episode is dying to know you dying to know you episode six yeah so this one is deals with there is a, a kidnapping of uh, the wife and daughter of some, sort some of kind of captain guy. of industry or wealthy guy. Wealthy uh, and then guy. there is a psychic yeah. who gets brought in by the captain to help <laughs> Nick and Skanky solve the crime, despite the fact we apparently psychics are a thing in the world of Forever Night. Which I found to be interesting, and I liked. I, I did, but it was kind of one of those things where it wasn't... It was handled not particularly well. Um, so the whole, the whole episode then revolves around there's a demand for this guy to give a million dollars for the return of his wife and kid his right. wife turns up dead um before he's had a chance to even put together the money or anything uh and then the kidnappers still have her daughter and nick and the psychic are going around their house trying to figure out uh what's going on because she gets a sense that something is wrong but she keeps getting flashes of nick's past right in with uh, the flashes of what's going on here, and because because Nick's like psychic aura, that he's letting off right. by his vampirism is like fucking with her. Messes with powers. her supernatural ability, and but she's never the, met a vampire before, guys. Right. This is and all the, new to her. The backstory for Nick is during this time, uh, he's at this. I guess it was a farmhouse. I thought it was a monastery at first. But he's at a farmhouse with this Puritan guy. See, I thought it was a Puritan guy too. But then, didn't they make some reference to getting like wasted at some point? Like you've been hitting the sauce again, brother. I don't John. know, but like so, and he is saying, it looks you know, like I'm Puritan seeing times. you fly and all these things, and it's you know, what are you? And Nick's like, oh, I think I think you're you know you're seeing things. It's the trick of the shadows. It's light of the moon. Right. Nick never exposes to him what he is. Uh, and the guy eventually ends up numb being unable to deal with 
it and kills himself. He hangs himself yeah. in the barn. Yeah, um, and and now it's what's interesting when you're watching this mm-hmm. because the time period you it looks like it's witch hunt times. Right. It's it's about so so we're talking like what like that's 1600s, 1700s mm-hmm. times, right? Yeah, and, roughly and, and, thereabouts. Now, now, is this good guy Nick, or has he renounced evil? Yet? No, he seems to be bad guy Nick because remember he's out flying around hunting for blood every night, and he keeps asking him, "What are you doing up so late? What are you doing out there?" And Nick goes, "Oh, I'm dealing with that pesky fox." And we get the insinuation that some of this guy's livestock is dying or being killed off. But why is he being so nice to this guy? No. Why doesn't he just fucking kill him or something? I, I don't know. Still evil Nick. I don't it, know. Because it seems like it's too early in that timeline for him to be good Nick. Right. But he's like... Maybe he, he doesn't want to mess up a good thing. He's got like a buffet of blood and he doesn't really want to mess it up. He he, he doesn't seem... In t- yeah, there seems to be some sort of affection there given how he talks about him in the present. Um, yeah. But but then in the but past, it's kind of unclear. They don't really very go, yeah, unclear. In the in the past, he's actually he's a, like, he's a dick to him. He, Nick is a dick. He's a dick. He acts to like a dick to everybody. And but I to have be to totally say, honest, of all the people he's he's a dick to, he was right. the least dickish of this guy. It was, and uh, and I do have my my notes double starred. Past Nick is best Nick because past Nick is best Nick. Um, I love watching past Nick more than I like watching present. Past Nick. Nick is better because it makes sense that he's such a creep all the right. time. Yeah. And like when 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 he's being kind of a shithead and he's like an antihero is much more kind of charismatic right. than when he's acting like the captain of the football team and he's like smug right. and condescending and controlling. He's got that smirk. Yeah, he's yeah. Like, I mean, and he's wearing a purple jacket. And you're like, why are you wearing a purple jacket, Nick? <laughs> and in a denim shirt. Yeah. It's like, dude, fucking hell. <laughs> and then, uh, so uh, I love when the kidnappers or when Skanky calls Nick and he puts him on the thing with the recording device and the guy's in the room with him and Skanky says, I found his wife. They cut her throat. Two down, one to go it's <laughs> oh, like Jesus. right in front of the guy Jesus right in front Christ. of the husband nice <laughs> on speaker that's oh, always hilarious that's some 90s police work right there this is yeah. pre-oj guys yeah and they can't do that stuff anymore was, uh, denise the it wasn't very clear at first her accent is super inconsistent yeah throughout this entire episode this the best the was psychic. her line is i'm losing it joe i can't control it to to uh, the captain and my immediate reaction to that was what your accent because like, <laughs> some of the time you have it some of the time you don't it's very muddled it's a very muddled british accent that she has and um yeah this episode was and, this episode yeah, was so tedious he, he I thought eventually this was tedious as fuck dog. he eventually reveals himself as a vampire to the psychic oh my god because she's starting to have the same problems the farm guy did where she can't tell what's real and what isn't right um and she's she feels like she's coming unhinged so he tells her he's a vampire so to be she to, takes it remarkably well he does grab her by the arm again uh-huh, he does do from this. behind because that's what nick does he's an arm grabber and, a, and he body is a habitual twister. arm grabber and and Twisting women against their will. Uh, we get the gigantic cell phone with the very awkward long. Oh yeah, call from Skanky. Yeah, that that's painful to watch, guys. It really is. It goes on forever. Yeah, just um, really fast forward through that if you watch this shit. Then the kidnappers show up with the oh, daughter of the guy. Oh my god, oh, my god. Guy. this was the worst part. This and the they're like, part. "We brought your little daughter here. We thought you could do her instead." And they yeah. take the money. And I'm like, "Dude, he paid you to yeah. kill these people. This, these are assassins, right? <laughs> so these are, are these are assassins that this that this wealthy dude paid right. to eliminate his his, his wife, wife and, and daughter, child because they found out he was skimming from the charity that right. he was the head of. So he's a psychopath. This right. guy's just a psychopath. And then he pays them to kill 
her so apparently to remove himself from suspicion but then they're like they drive no. him to his place of business <laughs> yeah and then they give him a gun and tell him to shoot her in the trunk of the car at himself. the place of business like, himself get, get to it dude right and like, so i guess because he only came up with like 500k or something no because he came up with the full amount but they thought it was funnier that way i don't know <laughs> and so nick and the psychic both show up nick right, goes after there. the two assassin guys the two hired killers uh and the psychic confronts the head of the charity because she worked for the charity three years overseas, which she brought up multiple times through the episode, how she had worked. It was like, it's like Frank Miller when there's like a a child in his writing, you'll get like nine year old Nancy Callahan, Nancy Callahan, nine years old, nine year old Nancy Callahan, who's nine and her name's Nancy Callahan and she's nine and she's a nine year old named Nancy Callahan. Who's nine, nine year old Nancy Callahan forever and over and over nine year old Nancy Callahan. And you're just like, okay, I get it. I understand you can stop, doing that i mean i think that they were trying to imbue some character at all into the rich wealthy guy uh, did you see the part where didn't really work the part that the part that where i just like was like dying laughing was when he bursts into the stone tree's office with the um ransom note that has his wife's uh ring in it his daughter's <laughs> ring his daughter's ring yeah. and he's all he's all like look these ransom guys they sent me this note this is her ring mm. and then stone tree's basically like uh okay, I just throw it on that desk yeah, over there. Yeah. <laughs> like, like they don't they don't put it in a baggie yeah. or like anything. Uh, well, the best part too is start you talking about oh city hall, the mayor, the commissioner are really breathing down my neck about this. I'm like, yeah, because you <laughs> yeah. guys are incompetent. Yeah. You're terrible cops. Meanwhile, he's like leaning back in his yeah. chair. Yeah. He looks completely disconcerted. Yeah. <laughs> just doesn't care. It was great. So oh, yeah, man. it ends with uh the Nick takes the two killers out by ter- by going full vampire on them. Uh, then the guy oh, oh, oh. shoots. He flies at them. Yeah, he flies at and them. He and close he clotheslines them. them with his arms. Yeah, he, he like he stone cold it's, stuns them or it's whatever. So stupid. And it's then the uh, stupidest. Then thing. the psychic gets shot by the guy in the stomach. Yeah. Then Nick confronts him. Then Nick picks her up. Uh, and flies her towards the hospital. Which we I, we're led to believe it's the hospital, I guess. Yeah, but she dies on the way, so she doesn't make it. So the one thing I learned from watching all three of these episodes was don't get romantically involved with Nick you, because you will sentence. die. You, is that is a sentence. death sentence. Yeah. You he, are not going to live, yeah. um, which is probably good for Nat that she's friend zone. Nick, I think, just has a dead chick fetish. We are not going to see you in the next episode. Right. We know that. Right. So you have to die in this one. Right. Nick can't have an ongoing girlfriend. That well, the one got turned everything. into a vampire, and I guess she just flew away or did whatever from the pilot yeah. episode. So she's not around anymore. But yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. It was see, okay. okay. This one, this one really rankled me. Yeah, this see, one the last one really me, rankled I was, me. I, was I didn't like the last the walls. one. I couldn't fucking watch this thing. I was just like, I was just like, like make out. it stop. Yeah. Now, what was interesting about it is it has some of the better camera work of all of them like it does some interesting pov stuff and that was sort of okay but it also has more of nick flying in it which is like this like reoccurring motif because the psychic chick's like she's like oh what does it feel like to fly and then of course you know she dies while while flying flying. am i flying and and yeah and he's like and he's like he turns around he's like like, be quiet (laughs) he's not even nice about it he's not he's not he's not like he's not like he's not like hush you're wasting your strength he's he's he seriously turns around and goes something like be quiet yeah (laughs) the best part is the captain's insistence the psychic is gonna she gets results she gets results 
results. And I'm just like, all right, like uh, that's fine. But like this guy doesn't want her on the case. Like she's a real psychic though. She is a real psychic. And you can tell because they overlay the voices while she's walking around doing the like weird wobbly psychic walk. You can also tell because she predicts the crime while jazzercising in the cold open. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, It opens with her doing yoga and then immediately cuts to her in the bathtub where I was like, is this just going to be a thing where episodes open with like women in various states of undress um, and like, and just weird, like the weird bra slash lesbian massage thing. The like strip club thing, the, the, her in the bathtub. I was like, why did she need to be in the bathtub? Being in the bathtub added nothing to this scene, but man, she sure is in the bathtub right now. She really was in the bathtub for an uncomfortably long period of time. For a really weird amount of time. Yeah. So it's a very 90s style of shooting. The cars are hilarious to look at. The computers are hilarious to look at. Well, okay, okay. Before Um, we, before, before. The cell phones are hilarious to look at. So man, I remember when those things were new. Um, Okay, so how do we feel about Nick's jackets throughout these? What what kind of jacket game was Nick bringing? Nick had some weak ass jacket game, like and some yeah. pretty weak shirt game too. Uh, oh, not boy. as bad as the blouse. The blouse was by far the weakest. The blouse of the shirt where he's game. where he was in the Middle Ages when he's like climbing. No, the, bed. the one he was wearing in the first episode when oh, he was okay. in the modern ages where he was wearing a blouse. <laughs> like no, the blouse was the worst. I don't. The I, denim I, shirts were a pretty close second. Dude, so they were bad. really bad. That purple not, jacket, I think, was. And I recall him thing. wearing it for several more episodes. Like, I think that's a thing. Like, he yeah. wears that jacket several times. It's a hideous, hideous it's jacket. It's so bad. You're it's like, really no ugly. No one says anything to him about yeah. it. Yeah. Well, they I mean, even Prince of Purple Rain, right? So everybody is just kind of like, whatever. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> there was the one jacket where it's like this kind of, it's like this leather jacket and he has the, the he has the. the He's got that awful up. duster again no, with no, the, the oversized the shoulders, which Dude, looks duster, really bad. And he, and he pairs it with that. With that uh, weird sweater, the right. cream-colored sweater uh-huh. that he likes to wear, and yeah. it's like, and you're like, dude, are you for fucking serious? Well, the other ones he pairs with turtlenecks. The best oh, shirt he had man. was that dress shirt, just the white dress shirt. Dude, I, dude, every time I see him wearing that, I want to punch him in the face. He looks. <laughs> That's he still looks, the best shirt. He looks so bad in those outfits. He does. He looks really terrible. At some point, I. I oh, remember when he's laying on the floor and he's just kind of like oh unrolling his head oh. around on the chessboard and kind of <laughs> rubbing his sort of undone chest, except except Grant when Davies doesn't have any sort of developed musculature. <laughs> so you're just kind of looking at this dude's there, like flat as a board chest. There's this great scene where you get to see what a vampire in the throes of ennui does. Uh, in his house, which apparently is like lay around in a silk robe and yep. play electronic chess against yourself. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> like, pretty great. Like, okay, all right, Nick. <laughs> wow, <laughs> looks like you just failed a humanity check or something. <laughs> um, it's pretty awesome. So, uh, so there was only really two jackets that I really liked, and it was the one from the scene that I'm even having difficulty explaining. Mm-hmm. And then there was the uh, the um, vinyl jacket that Sheila wears right before she gets she kills herself. Right. Yeah. And that was a cool jacket. Too. Yeah, her apartment was really cool too. The artwork in it was kind of cool looking and everything. They they draped over everything with the fake cobwebs and all that. But like I I actually kind of liked the way that her apartment was done. Oh, you mean the 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 suicide vampire. Yeah, the suicide chair. vampire. Yeah. Yep. I thought yeah, that was yeah, really cool. Yeah, that was no that was okay. Uh what's her name? The the stripper 
Yeah, that's Anne, what I was is it Anne about. or Sheila? Sheila? She's wearing that cool motorcycle jacket in the first scene. In the I first liked. scene, she's wearing a cool motorcycle she's wearing jacket. Wearing a very but then classic her, motorcycle in jacket. In her last scene, she's wearing this great vinyl, like kind of bondage fetish fashion yeah. jacket. That you would go back and watch it again. Yeah. It's good. Well, any woman in a vinyl, good, any woman in vinyl jacket. is is going to do it. So yeah. <laughs> like. Um. So uh, all right. So we're kind of running low on time here. I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing about this. How do you feel about this? What would you, what if anything, would you mine from this for a game? So I think you can mine the idea of the past and the present stories kind of aligning to each other. I think you can mine the idea of a vampire who has grown tired of living um, and and the themes of, you know, what does it mean to have an eternal existence? Well, sure. Um, and you really you can, should be. If you're you can mind the idea of of the the descent into darkness and that whole, you know, the the wily seductress who is who is bending people to her will or even uh, seductor. When you look when you look at her, I feel like she was written like a classic set I She's, yeah, she's 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 like a very straight up like Sedite character. Torridor and Teacher View. I could like, see that. That, being that, that was too. what I was gonna say. Is like, what are some other things you could do with her? My, yeah. I f- I felt like she was an interesting Lasombra. She could have been an interesting Lasombra too. I uh, character wise, I liked her. I just wish they had more time to develop her. Um, yes. I felt like out of all of the add on characters, uh, she was the most interesting. The psychic being the least interesting. Um, the only interesting thing about the psychic was her powers. The actual character herself was not interesting. <laughs> this is um, this is exactly true. The psychic powers were interesting, and I thought it was a good because when I run when I run vampire, I often have a character that's immortal, but who has a power, and usually like, right. like a hedge mage or a psychic or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they work really well with well, one of my favorite characters I ever played in a vampire game was immortal, who was uh, a medium who could talk to the dead. Yeah, exactly, and exactly. It was a ton of fun to play. Just that was, it was really a, cool. a really like, interesting thing to do and deal with. And you know, you're like, well, I'm not going to get in these fights. You guys go deal with that. Because low-level vampire characters are not like insanely overpowered. Which, you know, they're the not... The difference is in healing. So when there was a <laughs> yeah. fight, my character was out of commission basically for the remainder of the story at that point. Um, whereas they pumped some blood and felt better instantly. I think it got to the point where they actually were opening up their wrists and just dumping blood on me to try and speed up the healing process because they're just like, yeah, we yeah. need to get this guy back in the game. Essentially, Because they were like, how long are you going to be out of it? And I'm like looking at the table and I'm like, Six months to a year. <laughs> they they ghouled you essentially, and then I remember you were kind of upset because you were like, "I don't want to be a ghoul, and right. I didn't want to be ghouled by these fuckers." Yeah, I didn't want to be a ghoul, I, and so I ended up getting ghouled by the Giovanni guy instead. And I was yeah. like, "All right, I'm fine with that." Yeah, like I'm cool with being a ghoul for this guy because at least his interests align with mine. But like, I didn't want to be a ghoul to like a gangrel. You know right. what I mean? Like, what the fuck am I going to do for that guy? I remember the thing that kind of did you in was like, you guys were in a bar or something, and a guy just walked in with a machine gun and started yeah, and like sprayed the room people. Which yeah. is, this, this is one of my games I ran when I was a teenager. So you gotta forgive me for that kind of stuff, guys. Um, I thought that the clown was kind of an interesting character that you could take and turn into some kind of like a Nosferatu guy that like haunts a hospital. Oh, and that's an could, interesting take on it. You could if you do something really. Got rid of the whole. Yeah. If you you could you could do something really scary with him, he could be really disturbing and kind of an it. Yeah, I was gonna say it could be like of, it. We all float down here. Yeah, yeah. You could do something kind of like that, like. 
kind of a little bit medical horror, kind of like a creepy old hospital. Yeah. Um, you could even do something with the creepy hospital administrator, you know, if you've just got someone who is obviously a bad person in yeah. charge of a place of healing. You know, yeah. what are you going to do with that? Just, yeah. You could do something I, with I, her. I, I felt she like, would work as a Zimache, I think, if you wanted to, to do something like that. What, the um the lesbian one? Yeah, the hospital administrator. Sure. Why not? Why not? Uh, I, I think that they really didn't do enough with the hospital. That's one of the problems with, I don't want to say problems. What's interesting about watching Forever Night is the way that the sort of gothic horror um, environment was coalescing in real time as this stuff was coming out, right? The well, Anne Rice had, books were not tremendously old at right, that point. But they had the idea of vampires feeding on each other with Nick and uh, his suicidal girlfriend. They had the idea of them mutually biting each other and it being pleasurable in some way. Sure, sure. Um, so they had that. They had the idea of vampires as these tormented creatures. They had the idea of vampires using mortals as playthings almost. Yeah, no, um, the the ideas are there. It they just, had the idea of it, like the sexual and gender fluidity with Jeanette and Lacroix and Nick in that final scene. And so I, they, it, it they just were, it just hadn't been coalesced into a very strict vocabulary, which is what you see now. Right. Like if you were to see this exact same show kind of like rebooted on like HBO or something, it would have this very particular look that we can all kind of imagine kind of like the underworld movies that have kind of like turned into this like hot topic regurgitatable kind of like wouldn't pablum. would you not would you or would you not consider true blood to be the hbo version of a modern day forever night oh well i don't know i think it's because uh, i would kind of call it that and like i watched a season of true blood and did not really care for it um, I guess you're kind of right. It just, because there are all these people. Oh man, if we're ever gonna get a Sabbath show, we got to get HBO to do it right. And I was like, I don't like having seen True Blood. I don't think that that would have gone the way that you think it would have. I think it would have just gotten ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, you have to look at the subject matter that they were working with, which was essentially a series of romance novels. And then, I mean. Forever Night is at its core still a police procedural, and that's one of the things that, on some level, is the most tedious about it. Is this whole crime it's of the a week bad thing? Bad police procedural because they is. don't follow good police procedures. Well, that's, I mean, this was that's a time, the frustrating dude, thing like, about you gotta it. Remember, fucking like uh, Law and Order was like a new show back then, you know, and yeah, that was like I mean, a, a hard hitting like, new show. They had, had like Hill Street Blues and a bunch of other shows prior to that. Those like were, they obviously were, understood those were police top procedurals. Shelf police procedurals, man. This like this thing is way closer to start and Hutch than it is to yeah, like Hill Street it's, it's Blues. Pretty, it's pretty low budget. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not bad. It's it's like I think what Jim Miller said this weekend, awesomely terrible. You know, a lot of these 90s shows were awesomely terrible. Um and they're they're fun to watch they are. and go back and look at and just they kind are. of be like, wow, you could not get away with that these days. This show would not run three seasons you, these days. You would have to do something more sophisticated. Like the, yeah. these, these shows are just not, they're not sophisticated. They're not deep. They really run on right. like just. Uh, the unsophisticated stuff has all been taken over by reality TV. So if you want unsophisticated, you can go to reality TV now. You don't need to, to have a show with actors and a budget um, when you can spin up, you know, Big Brother, Apprentice, yeah. Island, Games, Prank 4. You know, you don't, you don't need that anymore. I mean, um, were there any other good? Was there anything else in this that was good? What well, I mean, I like the psychic. I already said that. I like the clown. I like the vampire philosophy stuff. I have been prone to throwing vampire philosophy into my game. I think everybody has. It's that. It's but the whole thing is, is that was a 
like the Highlander show had a lot of that too, with that who wants to live forever. Oh and, boy, and all that stuff. And <laughs> if anything, it, it took it to a way further than Forever Night did. Yeah. Um. And so it's it's uh, Highlander is often considered to be better than Forever Night, which I think I is, don't agree. Yeah, but nor I just do don't I. care for that subject matter. So yeah, there the are there, there should have been only one, and it was the first movie, and they didn't need to make anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what else? What, what closing thoughts? Close it down, man. What you got? What's so the last closing thing? thoughts? I don't know that I will sit down and watch three of these in a row oh, ever again. God, let's not do that again. <laughs> because that was <laughs> we got behind punishing ourselves. We got behind because we did it. We did a uh, werewolf episode that is because I forgot all about our werewolf episode, our yeah, we unreleased do. werewolf episode. Yeah. And so we got behind. Uh, to there. be clear. It is mostly a Werewolf the Wild West episode. True. This is true. Because we spend most of the time talking, talking about, about Wild that. West Werewolf and how much we love it versus all of the other werewolves. And we did our um, our unreleased uh, Zack Sabbath versus David Hill episode. Yeah, which now so. has missed the boat. So I, I know. We don't what's need so, to release it. What's so it. great is that like for like a hot minute, that was like you couldn't go on the on Facebook without have, seeing somebody pop off right. about this. And, and now, now it's, it's just, over. Who cares? Yeah, it's no the, one cares. That's just two guys who write role playing games, live and let live. Yep. Um. So, but now we're caught up. We're caught up. Yeah, we're so back. We're back on we're back. schedule. Back we're, in the saddle. We are one quarter of the way through season one. I will say, I think it's better when we watch the Forever Night episodes together than when we like do them uh, separately. Yeah, uh, it's easier to get through some of the <laughs> stuff when we're when we're sitting there riffing on it a little bit. <laughs> Um, oh man let me tell you yeah oh boy yeah because yeah it, oh jesus yeah the th- and, and the three in a row dude was three tough. at a time yeah. yeah by the third one i was just ready i should have you you were smart you at least put like 12 hours in between yeah. well i had to I, after the second one i needed to tap out of that because I, I was like all right i've had enough like casual misogyny for one I day no so i'm gonna tap out of this oh my god and uh and we're gonna hit this again tomorrow yeah. with a fresh set of ears and eyes and it was pretty funny because i thought oh i'll just go out at lunchtime and watch it in my car which uh, I forgot it's now summer in Arizona. Yeah, it's not a that. thing you can do anymore. So I'm actually like in this huddle, like breakout room area, like oh, with my back no. to the wall, like watching it on my laptop going, man, I hope no one comes yeah. in here. Hey, because there, there how am the, I going to explain this? There is that guy at your work with the uh, fedora and the mage book. There is. Yep. He could be your friend. He could be my friend. He, I, be like, I bet he's up? a woke ass motherfucker. He probably is. I bet he's a complete red pillar or whatever. Which one I don't is know. It? <laughs> he had a trench coat too. You can't forget the uh, trench coat. Jeez, jeez. So. He's going to pass out if he keeps dressing like that out here. That, that, <laughs> that is not an option in the summer. Have you seen him subsequently? I haven't. Uh, I switched offices, so he was at the other office. Maybe, so. maybe, uh, maybe I'll run into him. Maybe you'll you run know. into him, and you'll have your forever night under your arm, That's and right. you'll have his mage book, and you guys, That's your right. eyes will meet. You'll be in the elevator. That's right. We can I, we can give each other like a creepy kind of erotic back massage. <laughs> you can meet him in the break room yeah. and start, start rubbing Ooh, his You're so back. tense. <sighs> Yeah, that mage book must be so heavy. It's yeah. only 800 pages long. You should take some time off. You should. <laughs> it's tough losing a patient. <laughs> God. It's tough reading an 800-page yeah. rule book. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh... <coughs> All right, kids. Thanks for sticking with us for that shit show. Um, we'll try to be back with something a little more compelling next time. Yes. And which or I'm less. Sure we Whatever. Will. Because don't we have plans already? I know we wrote it down. Oh, we're doing signature characters. Yes. And we're bringing Chris on. 
Chris Zacker is coming on. All and right. We're going to talk about our favorite signature characters. How to and use our them. least favorite signature characters. Possibly. We can talk about them too, if that's what you want. Sweet. I was going to keep it positive. Are but you going to keep it positive? Let's, I don't know because I don't know that I'm going to be able to discuss signature characters without getting into how much there's I hate Lucita. So, there's so many of them. We. The, there are. You know what? Let's also destroy the thing we love. Yeah. Let's also talk about what we hate. We got to talk about the bad with the good because honestly, they tended to focus on the most obnoxious signature characters. Hashtag Beckett, anybody? Yeah. And, He's getting and, his own book. For and ignore fuck's sake. the good ones. I, yeah. Yeah. Ugh. He does have his own book, Beckett's Jihad Diary. It's Ugh, coming out. God. You know you're going to get a copy. <laughs> yeah. We've discussed this. It depends entirely on, on what the it price retails point. for. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Yep. All right, man. It's under well, fifty, maybe, but under fifty, definitely. I don't see it. I don't know if it'll I don't hit. I think or not. so. I think it's gonna be like eighty bucks. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for listening to another episode of Shadows on Radio Hour. You can find uh, us on Instagram, uh, Full Metal RPG. You can find us on Facebook, Full Metal RPG. Uh, we can also find our FullMetalRPG.com and email us at FullMetalRPGOfficial at gmail.com but if you want to get a hold of us and we suggest that you do you know you come and mock us and ridicule us for the hollow shells our lives become uh, I really prefer Instagram for that I feel like Instagram is the best platform for telling me for just mockery for just what a for just for for burning hatred unfiltered burning hatred you know yeah exactly I I actually find Instagram to be the most positive of the social media platforms in a weird way truthfully like yeah I don't feel like I get near the negativity from Instagram that I get from from the toxic swamp dump that is Facebook the uh just uh, Whatever the hell Twitter is now, I don't even I don't, know. I don't, I don't it's apparently Twitter. just like uh, Donald Trump's personal platform. We're, we're, and then, we're actually on that too at Full Metal RPG on Twitter, although I don't really check in on it very much. Um, if you feel so compelled after listening to this 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 great review of, of gripping television, please go to iTunes and give us a positive review. It would make us happy. It would make us uh, the 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 seemingly humorless churls that we are. It would make us happy if you would go on there and give us a give us a five star review. If you feel like you can't give us a five star review, then sh- shout out to me on the Insta and, and and let me address your concern. Yeah, give us some constructive criticism. I, I would because I would like to do whatever it is I can to make this show better, so that you feel like you could go on there and give us a five star review. But those five star reviews really help us out with like reaching new people and keeping this whole thing going. So please do consider that. We would be very grateful. And if we'd inspired you at all, if, if we have inspired you at all, feel free to look for the Forever Night series. Uh, not available in retailers anywhere anymore. No. Uh, you're gonna have to go to eBay or Amazon to find used copies of that thing. But Am- um, no, Amazon had it new. Does Amazon still have it dude, new? They just it. got this back catalog dude, of people who I'm, never bought it. I am not even kidding. Uh-huh. I got it on Amazon Prime for like three dollars a season. <laughs> I am not even kidding. Like. The whole thing, like all like three. Right. Wait, you even got the third one? No, I don't think I got the third one. The third, the third one's one, hard to get. The third one actually think costs money, but yeah, the, the first third one because they cut the production on the third one. Oh. They produced the first two in large volumes, and I bought them at full retail price the day they came out. Wow. Uh, the third one actually kind of it's it doesn't go for premium anymore, 
but it goes for close to what it was retail. Well, because I want to say it was like 25 bucks when I looked at it the other day and I was just like, oh, all right, well, it's not f- worth 25 bucks. The first two seasons are practically cheap. free. Yeah, they're practically giving them away. Yeah, basically, they just are like, look, it costs us more to hold on to these things than to ship them to you. So, yeah. like, please take one for yourself and one for your friends. So, um, Adam, thank you for joining me once again. Thanks for having me. And uh, great time. Get get to, get to some role playing, man. Do some role playing. I know. I got to do something. We're gonna yeah. play Shadow War on Sunday. We're playing Shadow War on Sunday, guys. We're playing Shadow War. Orcs right. versus whatever you're bringing. What are you bringing? Nurgle Marines. Nurgle Marines. Orcs versus Nurgle Marines. Orcs it's gonna be great. Marines. Most epic combat ever. Why are the orcs fighting the Nurgle Marines? No one knows. Because it doesn't matter. in a grim darkness of the far future, so there is only war. There is only war. True. Oh. All right, guys. See you around. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Good night.